With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. We all have different tastes in music. Some of us like hip-hop, some of us like vaporwave. So shouldn't we all be able to have different wireless options too? Because while one person might need unlimited, shared data might work better for someone else. And other people could be into having a mix of each, all in one plan. But that's their way, exactly the way they want it. It's your wireless, your rules, only with Xfinity Mobile. Go to XfinityMobile.com, call 1-800-XFINITY, or visit a store today. Restrictions apply. Requires post-pay Xfinity Internet. Good evening and welcome to another episode of Touchline Fracker. I am joined this evening by, uh, well, all the big clubs are represented, I like to think. Um, we'll start with the winners. Marco, how you doing, mate? Champions, champions. Yeah, I like that little round of applause, mate, still. Cool. Round of applause normally suggests that all the people present are clapping, and as you can see, it was just me. So, yeah, good, good, good on you, mate. Um, oh, how you doing, man? Yeah, not too bad, man. Not too bad. We're there, man. Yeah, you know, Arsenal finally getting wins. Yeah, and we're trying to live life a bit now, man. It's not too you feeling, bad. Feeling good, yeah. Sun's out, everything. Uh, we're not feeling good, and we're still dead in it. But you know, we've got to enjoy <laughs> life now, man. We've got to yeah. carry on with it. I hear you. I hear you. Me, how's it going, mate? Can't complain, brother. Good, oh, good, good. Uh, Seb, how you doing, mate? Yeah, I'm just here, local in some weird position in my room, so it looks a bit mad. But yeah, you look kind of stiff, but you know you've got to give the people what yeah, they need. Cont- <laughs> cool. Uh, before we start the pod, I'm just going to remind you all to sign up to our Discord community. Keeps growing every week. We're about 500, 550 people on there now. We have loads of chat spaces where we engage in discussion about the matches, football, basketball, tennis, etc., etc. It just allows us to be closer to our community and our idea for it to keep growing. So, yeah, uh, sign up, join into the space. We host live match chats as well. We're going to be doing a few this week, which we'll be keeping you up to date with on the main Touchline account. Cool. Also, pods available on YouTube. You've got Moga, Main Pod, Chessy Hour, Touchy Gunas, Copend. Yeah, check them out if you want to have a bit more visual stimulation and you can, you know, see guys like Sevi or, or stiff up. But cool, let's go. Marco, I'm going to 
open the floor with you. Congratulations, uh, champions. I uh, don't know how old you are, but it's been a long, long time. Okay, so, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> 30 years, 30 years, just, just letting you know. I mean, know. I've seen 26, it's cool, man. What was the last time you've team won a major honour? Fam, I've seen my team, yeah. I've seen my team win with the title, bro. Allow it, fam. It went black and white and that, Boys, 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 boys. I know you're enjoying your thing now, yeah, but fam, listen. Oh, no, oh, no, let's have some class, yeah? It's been a while, um, a long while. Um, talk, talk us through your thoughts. You were in, were you in the Discord space when the City and Chelsea game was going on. Yeah, yeah I was in the Discord space. I was, you were, yeah, yeah, yeah. You I were, you were, 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 match chat. Yeah, I you were, you were. a bit early, so things were a bit fuzzy, but it was nice, man. I didn't expect to win it like that. I remember saying on the last pod that we were going to beat Palace and then draw against City, and that's how we win the title. I'd prefer that, but the guard of honour more than makes up for it. Um, just in terms of the season, like we've been top from the beginning of the season, but as a Liverpool fan, I know so many Liverpool fans listening here will just understand that we're always on edge because we've been in positions before where we shouldn't be dropping points or we shouldn't be losing and the team has always been inconsistent. But this season, we've been consistent throughout. The team's played great. Um, I don't think Joe and, sorry, Gomez and Van Dijk have lost the match that they've started in together, which is amazing. Um, Sadio Mane still hasn't lost the match at Anfield. I mean, you um, say that. I mean, you say that. Like this season, how many of your players have lost matches full stop? But like, I mean, yeah. Bar Atletico, who who knocked you out of the FA Cup? Um, Chelsea, even. Okay. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Billy Gilmore yeah. game. I um, think yeah. I won't even lie to you because we went out to Atletico Madrid. That was probably the low point of the season for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Watford. It was probably that little stretch there where everything just went to shit. In my opinion, I felt like, oh yeah, we could start dropping games now because. Confidence is down, but the lads are soldiers, man. You can literally tell what Klopp has done since the whole, maybe in Kiev, since we lost to Sevilla and the mentality he's built in the squad. Like, he's made them watch Man City go up and lift the community shield in the beginning of the season so they know what losing feels like, so that they don't want to have that feeling again. And Klopp just in general has done a magnificent job with this rebuild, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, Listen, I listened to the Copain podcast and I think it was the last pod. I think it was a pod before the one with Emil Heskey. Uh, you guys sounded pretty bullish in terms of being able to maintain the success. Um, what are your thoughts? What do you think about Liverpool? Because, I mean, at the moment, you're within reach of getting the points record if you, if you really want to push for it. So how do, how do you think things look for Liverpool going, going forward? Um, looking forward, it all depends on signings. Um, I know there's going to be a lot of noise about signings this summer if we don't make any. But I know Klopp and the team at Liverpool know what they're doing. I feel like with our age in front line, we do need to refresh. But I see them trying to refresh with Minamino, someone else, and possibly Harvey Elliott and Brewster. I don't think any of them are ready to start next season. I feel like those are going to be long-term projects. Um, Midfield is ageing a bit itself, I think. So starting midfield of Genie, Fab and Henderson's 26, 29, 28, respectively. Um, so we do need to freshen them up as well. But then again, we've got Naby in the wing. We've got Gokic, depending on whether he goes or stays. You've got, got, who, sorry, sorry, sorry. You've got who in the wings? 
<laughs> Michael Gukic is a bit younger. No, 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 not him. The person before that. Oxley Chamberlain and Naby. No, 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 Naby. Yeah, that's that's who I want to. Naby, that's my player. Obviously, I mean, you're you're familiar with our platform, and I'm I'm sure you've heard the. I'm sure you heard the Navcam. So please proceed with caution. But yeah, continue. I mean, we've got people that we can improve on as well. I feel like Genie isn't the best for his role. Like we can get better, but I do like Genie a lot, and I see what he brings to the team in other aspects. Um, just not his goal scoring, like. He can get, and I don't understand completely why, but that's one of the things you just have to cope with. He's a funny one because when you watch him when he plays for Holland, completely different player. Exactly. Completely exactly. different player. Or being relieved of his shackles of defensive duty. Um, I explained it in a pod quite a while back. I feel like it's because he uses so much of his energy to go back defensively. When he gets into the attacking third, his legs are so short that mm. he just does whatever he wants to do straight away. He tries to like get the ball away from um, defence and goalkeeper-wise are set up for quite a while. Um, Nico's looking amazing. Nico Williams, I think. Reeves, we're going to get onto this later about this whole trend. Um, Reese James talk, but don't worry, we'll get into that a bit later. Um, I yeah. feel like defence are set up for quite a while. And it's just refreshes. Refreshes. It depends who comes in and who goes out. But I feel like we're good for a minute. Yeah, yeah. I don't think I can, I can disagree. You've got a good squad age. Um, yeah. Congratulations, man. We'll, we'll we'll see we'll see it here. So obviously you've got you've got City coming up. Yeah. What do you think is going to happen now? Do you think they're going to push for that point record, or do you um, see them kind of slipping up, or do you see them perhaps giving guys who haven't played a lot some more minutes? Because yeah, now you're out of the CL and the FA Cup. There isn't really apart from that points record. There isn't much keeping you. Yeah. So what Klopp has said is he really wanted to push for the points record, but there's matches every three or four days for us, so he would need to rotate quite a lot. Um, as much as I do want to get the points record, I think it's to, to 15 points out of a possible 21 to get the points record, so one on one. Um, I do want to see it because, especially being an asterisk season in people's minds, I want a record there or I want to be able to win all games at Anfield. I want something, something mm. of substance that people can't really chat shit about. Mm. Objectively, people can say this is the COVID Cup. Whatever, whatever, whatever. Personally, I'm not going to take that. Like, that's nothing taken away from me. Yeah. But just to justify it to other fans, I would like something there. So, um, question. Obviously, you know, we all have our natural rivalries across our club pods. How rattled do you guys get? Or speak for yourself, guess. Don't speak for the whole Liverpool fan base. How rattled do you get when you're getting drawn out on the timeline by fans of other clubs, etc., etc.? Cool. So, maybe like three years ago, I used to be very, very rattled. Mm. Anybody join me, I, I was on. I was very reactive. I was on fire. Like anybody talk shit, I'm there. Yeah. Now, like because we're champions of Europe, champions of the world, champions of England, mm. say whatever you want to say. Like I would just laugh. That's why on the live match chat, I was just literally laughing through it because nobody could take that away from me. Like, mm. Literally, I've seen them. I've gone to Madrid. I've seen my club. Even though it was a shit match, I was absolutely plastered. And I've seen us win the Champions League. I've seen yeah. us. Win um, I've seen, I've witnessed it. Like, well, 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 te- well, technically, you didn't see, but yeah, go off. I mean, I was there, so I saw. <laughs> no, you're talking about the Prem. Oh, uh, Prem, Prem, yeah. Prem. Uh, yeah, technically, technically, but yeah, it's going to be good enough. We're going to go to the parade. We're going to turn up, lads. Make it, make it, you're going to make it make sense, yeah? Yeah, man's going to enjoy the moment in itself. So, as much as people can say whatever they want, it doesn't really matter to me. Um, I feel like, if anything, 
no fans can rattle me at the moment. So probably the past two years, no fans have been able to rattle me. Before mm. I had a little rivalry with Arsenal and all the people that know me that are watching this pod know exactly why. Yeah. Me and Arsenal used to go back and forth quite a lot. But other than that, I'm cool, man. Everybody else is, is what it is, man. Cool, cool, cool. It's that like winning, isn't it? It just gives you a, You're just calm. Just Life is good. Vibe. Only a few of us on this podcast can really relate to that. But we'll keep talking. Um, I mean, I'm going to start with you because I think objectively speaking, you guys have probably had the strongest week. You had a, a big challenge in the City game. You came through that. And you've also gotten through to the semi-finals of the FA Cup today. So, yeah, talk us through your opinion on, on the two performances, your, your thoughts going into the games as well. Let's start with the City game. Um, the City game, obviously a lot of people are talking about, yeah, that's a, that's, a, that's a done deal, and that Chelsea would um, lose the game. I wasn't too sure. I remember, what's it, this who said, oh, yeah, that's, a, that's an L for Chelsea. And I wasn't really too sure because... I just had a different, I had a different vibe. I just had a different vibe. It's not that we're playing particularly well or anything. It's just that I feel like when Frank has come up unstuck against like the top sides, bar Manchester United, he's been able to like correct it. Um, so, and especially in the first City match um, away from home, we played quite well, and we probably should have won the game. Um, definitely deserve to lose it. So, yeah, I, I I didn't feel too sad. I didn't feel too sad, and plus Aguero was injured, so. I was hoping we'd get a draw or something, but the performance was fantastic, obviously. Um, yeah, but I saw when I saw the lineup, I can't lie, I was quite nervous because um, Kante is central defensive midfield by himself, you know, Barkley and Mount in midfield. And yeah, I just felt away. Uh, I can't lie, I felt away. Um, obviously, as you know, Williams leaving at the end of the season, so I've just not been comfortable with him playing because, you know, his, um, in terms of his hunger, desire, it's always been a bit higgy to me anyway, but the fact that he's leaving, it just makes me question, okay, is it sensible playing him, basically? Um, but to be fair to him, um, he's come up trumps in the last two games um, in terms of getting a winning goal against City and obviously uh, the assist today. Um, but it was, it, was a, it was a good game. I thought it was a, um, a probably, that, that was probably the best Prem game since we've been back in terms of quality. Um, but City did seem quite toothless. I don't remember them actually troubling our keeper. And um, you know me, when it comes to big games, I always say, look, if Ke- if Kepa gets tested, then we're probably going to lose the game. So it's a, it's a testament to, to Chelsea's defensive resolute um, performance, really. Um, but yeah. Oh, and obviously the goals, the quality of the goals. So Pulisic's Pul- Pul- goal is fucking amazing, to be honest. Um, the way he stood up Mendy... And almost like urge, like almost tempted him in with that challenge. With that challenge, um, yeah, he, he, he slowed so, down, yeah, yeah, but then he slowed down. Slowed and, him down and, tempted him in, and then obviously just dinked it past him, and the finish was ridiculous, to be honest. Like, completely curled it around the keeper, unsavable. So, um, yeah, it was, it was a good performance. It was a good performance, but um, I don't know. I was definitely nervous, I can't lie. I, I, was, I was nervous, but I wasn't, I, I wasn't expecting us to get an absolute toaster and pasting, to be fair. But Frank, done done fantastic job still. Cool. And how about today's game? Today's game, again, it's Leicester. So Leicester do trouble us. But at the same time, in the the Cups, we tend to just get the result no matter what. No matter how we play, we just tend to get the results. The first half was diabolical. The midfield was so bad. So, so bad. And my biggest problem is, 
my biggest problem is when you're playing Kante in a game where you are supposed to be the dominant force, generally speaking, him playing as a um, like defensive midfielder, a central defensive midfielder, to try and build play and sustain attacks, big, big issue. Big, big, big issues because his, his passing is so reserved and so safe and conservative that it becomes a, a, um, an issue when it comes to progress and play. And when you're getting pressed to death, because our players were getting pressed like nuts, the front three were pressing us to death. Kante can't turn. and He's too scared to turn out when he's getting pressed. So we just kept booing it along and it kept coming back because Tammy Abraham isn't, isn't the greatest when it comes to hold-up play. So, yeah, the midfield just kept getting snuffed. And I, I'll always say, I think even um, earlier in the season, I think Billy Gilmore had a game against, in the early rounds of the FA Cup, and he played in a, the number eight position. And I think he came off again. No, actually, he came on as a sub against Sheffield United as a number eight, and, and he was poor. And we, had a, we ended up drawing that game. And when I saw him in the team sheet again today, I'm thinking, okay, maybe Kante is going to play in like one of the advanced, um, not necessarily advanced, but in a number That's eight. That's what I thought. Make closer to his usual kind of position. And then I'm seeing him dropping dropping to get the ball off the centre-backs. I'm thinking, what? I was so angry. I can't lie. I was, it was pissing me off. Because I was thinking, Frank, what are you actually doing here? Like, it doesn't actually make any sense. Gilmore, his best games, have all come playing as a DM, a deep line playmaker. And even today, he was dropping back in. And when he was dropping back in to receive the ball from the centre-backs, he looked a lot more comfortable. But when he was playing high up the pitch and trying to press people, his passing was slack, his touch was slack. Everything was just poor. Everyone was poor. So he rightfully got dragged. Right, a million percent got dragged. What do you think of his performance, Donoha? Yeah, same. He, nothing was connecting for him, which is quite odd because he's one of those kind of like, he uses the ball well, he's agile, he'll get it, pop it, link the play. So I was looking forward to seeing him. Uh, it was mm. underwhelming. Uh, Marco touched on Reese James. Some people are calling him a combination of Trent defensively and Wambasaka going forward. Um what do you what? think of what do you think of his performance? I think that's in jest. I wouldn't I wouldn't I wouldn't take that seriously. That's in jest. Yeah, yeah, yeah okay, of course. So yeah, yeah. Yeah. And by some people and by some people I mean me. But um yeah. To be to be perfectly honest, his performance didn't surprise me because I think he came on against Manchester City. Was it Man City? I think he came on in one of the games and I thought he, was nah. he, he wasn't looking like it. I, I was like, Villa. nah. It might have been Villa. I think it was Villa. Yeah, because I was Villa. remember him. He looks, a, he looks sluggish. He looks sluggish. Bro, he came on. I was like, nah. No, bro. Nah. Because uh-uh. before the game, I was like, rah, why are we starting? But then it clicked in my mind. I'm like, okay, look, he started a training camp a week, two weeks later than everyone else because he was injured, ankle injury. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like, two, you know two weeks behind everybody, yeah. All right. So fitness, I'm like, all right, cool. But I'm, I'm still thinking, uh, you know what? You, He's still probably better than Aspie. And to be mm. fair to Aspie, since he's back from the break, he's been incredible. But, mm. um, yeah, when Reese came on against Villa, I was thinking, nah, no way, get off. <laughs> I'm like, get <laughs> off. So then I saw him today. So what? Villa was a week ago. So seeing him again today, I'm thinking, ah, uh, when I saw his name on the team sheet, I'm thinking, oh, man. Because I had a feeling. I literally had a feeling because... He looked so off the pace against Villa. Yeah. It was terrible. It was like a five, ten minute cameo. And like they brought him on to show up the game. And he was just shocking. Yeah, it was a mess. Shocking. And he came on in midfield. It wasn't even like he was playing at right back. He came on in midfield. So today, 
I was thinking against Harvey Barnes, I'm thinking, yeah, he's gonna get he's gonna be given problems. And again, he was just sluggish. His touch and everything was all right, but passing, defensive positioning, running back, just just his basic acceleration was just shocking. Obviously, when he was able to maneuver himself into into Barnes and like like use his like his strength, he was able to like outmuscle him, of course. But when it came to speed and recovery speed, and that's one of Reese's fortes. That was horrible. That was an absolutely horrible performance from him. Um, I think what this period has also highlighted is how much these players are athletes and you need to be at your peak athletic performance level to be able to compete. And even if you're 10, 15% off of that level, it shows glaring. It's glaring. And it's like it's not like you can hide behind like your tech and stuff. Honestly, Just honestly it is scary. Yeah, I was yeah. proper thinking... Yeah, Reese. No, you have to come off. I was actually hoping for him to come off. So when Frank did the subs today, I was thinking, thank God, because he would have been toasted the whole game, the whole game. But to be fair to him, he's only going to get match fitness if he plays. Yeah. So I wouldn't drag him off entirely and not play him. But he he needs to get match sharpness, really and truly, because you saw Ruben the other day against Villa look complete, very very sluggish. Um, Reese when he came on against Villa, sluggish. Today, Reese again, sluggish. When you're coming back from injuries and you're nursing injuries, it takes quite a while, and especially after such a long layoff um, in terms of football. It's going to take even longer for these players to get back to match sharpness. But yeah, Reese was definitely poor. Uh, you could, there's no excuses. Well, there is an excuse, but there's a rational reason. But still, he was poor today, million percent. But in terms of the performance um, in the second half. The moment Kovacic and um, Kovacic and Barkley came on, and obviously Aspie, because Aspie locked down that right hand side, um, we looked a lot more better. Um, Kovacic just brought an element of control that we just didn't have in the first half. Kante was um, he looked a bit better um, because he had an he had a midfield partner that was sat next to him, so he was able to dictate with with um, Kovacic and Kovacic's ability to, I guess inject a bit of tempo and pace into our midfield, into like in the middle third, is second to none when he's on it and fit. Um, and yeah, Barkley, obviously, I think he's probably one of our most creative midfielders um, yeah. by difference. Um, so when he came on, he creates a lot of issues. I think in the first half, Mount only created one chance. That was that Pulisic opportunity. But in the second half, Barkley was creating chances and just creating openings. He's such an interesting, flash frustrating oh. player. Because when you look right. at his attributes... He's really got it all. He's got the physical attributes. He's got the technical attributes. So you can't say he's lacking in either department. But it's still that idea of putting it all together and having these holistic performances. And you can see that Frank will use him, for example, I need more creativity. I'll bring him on. But then right. as much as that he scored, there was still frustrating decision-making on the counter, I think, I'm in the not... last... Bro, it's like, like... You just... Yeah, you... and it's been... We've been talking about this about Barkley oh. for forever, basically. He's 26 he's now. So he's coming into his prime and it's like, Put it all together, Ross. Let's see what you can really do for these next since, five years. Since he was 18 years of age, bro, we've been saying, you know what? Barkley is mad. Technically crazy. PNP. can shoot off either foot. Good passer. But, God, his decision-making is literally zero. Mm. Zero. If it's not instinctive, he's going to have a big, big issue processing what he needs to do. I remember there was a point in the second half where Ruben is literally free on the left. Free, like, free on the left. He stops and yeah. then passes it backwards. I was yeah. thinking, what? 
It's just like, I was like, why are you doing yeah, yeah, yeah. this? Like, how, how have you even come to that conclusion? Exactly. It doesn't make any sense. And this is the most frustrating thing about Barkley. You can see he's got all the talent, but no matter what manager works with him, he still seems to have these moments where he's not fully engaged in his brain. And I guess that's the thing where certain players, you may just have to accept that's what they are. You know what I mean? Accept them for their faults and say, you know what? Clearly, it ain't really your thing. You know? So you have to just accept it. So it's just nuts. He's, he's, an, he's an annoying player, but he came up with the goods today, so I can't, I can't complain. His run in the FA Cup continues. I think he's got three goals in the FA Cup this season. So, yeah. Not too shabby. When you're ready to ride Metro, we want you to know we're ready for you. Here are just a few of the people at Metro to tell you how we're doing our part to keep riders safe. We're cleaning like never before. We're hospital-grade cleaning. You'll find hand sanitizer stations all over the Metro. No mask, no Metro. Need one? We have a few extras. At Metro, we're doing our part to keep the D.C. area moving. Find out more at wmata.com slash doingourpart. Um, Seb, you've had a good week. Couple dubs, couple Ws, nothing heavy. Um, talk to us, talk to us. First, take us through uh, the, 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 the game earlier in the week. Wait, quickly, quickly, sir, quickly. Is it, is it 9am? Uh, yeah, man. Do you know what I mean? My boy, Marshall, you know, I've got... I was, a... about to ask it. I was just about to ask him that. No, I mean, he's, he's, he's absolutely gutted. He's absolutely hey, gutted. I love to see it. Do you know what I mean? Marshall yeah. is my boy. somebody I've been championing for a long time. So, <laughs> so do you know what I mean? To so see... Sheffield United, we had yeah. all the big boys come in and as, as Mies has alluded to, a certain Anthony Marshall scored a, a lovely hat-trick. Yeah, yeah, so take us through your thoughts this week because we were saying before the pod, you've been keeping your eye on the fixture lists of all the mm. teams. Yeah. But yeah, just talk to us. Do you know what it is? Um, I, was, I was interested because, you see, uh, the Sheffield game was actually, it's weird, but yeah, six-pointer um, because uh, they are actually, well, they were in the running for the top four. Um, obviously, since we've come back, they've kind of bowled off a bit. I'm not too sure. I think they've got some injuries. And, uh, and against us, they had two uh, first-team centre-backs um, away. So one injured and one had a red card, if I'm, if I'm not mistaken. So for me, when I, you know, when I got that news, I was like, listen, we have to put these men to the sword. Like, we have to put Perfect these men to the sword. Yeah. Um, so, um, yeah, man, I, I think the game was, was, was okay. Um, I feel like there was flashes of brilliance. Do you know what I mean? I feel like the overall game um, wasn't, you know, I don't, I don't, like we had the majority of the possession and what they wanted to do is just counter. Do you know what I mean? All they wanted to do was just counter. Um, but, I, so, I, I, yo. Many fans, like on Twitter, and the mm. ones I've spoken to, have said that that was probably your best performance, the most complete performance of the season. I, I can't lie, I think I agree, you know. Like, no, 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 no. I, I say that, but I don't think we've had many good performances. Do you know what I mean? I feel like, yeah, on, on, on the whole, when you look at it, yeah, it was probably our best performance of the season. But It's I still kind of like it's not saying much when exactly, you compare it to what we've yeah. done. Okay. I, I, I still feel like we have maybe a, 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 a few levels to go in regards to um, everybody being on the field. Um, i.e. the reason why I say that is because I just want more chances. Do you know what I mean? I want more chances created. Um, 
because again, like people are gonna miss you. One thing I was uh, really happy with is Rashford. He missed a few chances. Yeah. He still created more chances. Like you know, in other games, yeah, if someone misses one, that's it. Fucked. Yeah, that, that we'll be talking about only if Rashford took you that chance. You were talking about oh, only if Rashford took that chance. However, we created loads of chances. Mm. Um, Rashford seems off the boil. I don't know if he's still injured or just super unfit because Rusty, he's been Rusty, away for. But he's been away for six months, right? Yeah, so, yeah, since January, yeah, so it's going to take him a bit longer. Yeah, so and, and, and he has he's not like the level of, say, like Pogba. Pogba is just running on natural ability alone, whereas he's not fit, but he's just so sick here, it doesn't matter. Like, he don't even, for me, when I look at Pogba, he don't even look fit. But he's just, he's, because his natural ability is just Gliding so around the pitch. He could just glide, do you know what I mean? But this is what we're saying, though. This When we're given context of players and injuries and actually getting them back up to speed, certain players will take longer because certain players don't have the necessary level of quality. And that's that's completely fine. Mm. You know, I'm trying to say. So you can't expect the world... I wouldn't ever expect the world from Rash. If mm. it was a Martial coming from injury, I think because he's got more natural ability in certain areas of the game, especially the mm. dribbling, touch and tech, I mm. feel like you'd get a bit more out of a Martial. Do you know what? I don't, I don't think so, because when Martial comes back from injury, I'm on him as well, because he, for me, like, every time he comes back from injury, he looks really weird. I feel like one thing that I was happy with Rash is he kept it simple. And this is why me yeah. and Dissi were arguing, because he was like, oh, Dissi said he played rubbish. He's like, he didn't. I say, like, he, what he did is just keep, he kept it simple. He knows he's not at the level he is. So what he done is he's all, he just played sick passes. Like, he just kept playing yeah. sick passes. In regards to taking people on, that, that was few and far between. Mm. He, that wasn't really him. He couldn't really do it. So he just played really, really good passes. And the, like even the move for Marshall's third goal the was... The weight of his passing. Yeah. The weight of his passing. Um, sick, sick, sick. Like, I, I, and the thing is, that's one. That, that's, that's the sign of maturity. Do you know like an old rash when he come back from injury or not cut playing, he's going to try to force it, run down the line, the ball's going out, whatever. He matured. He's cutting, he's, he's relaxing. He knows he can't do it. He's passing it. He's playing it simple. And for mm. me, I, I, you know what I mean? I just got to respect that because although right. I'm not saying he's playing well, I'm just saying he's not playing shit. And he's yeah. not he, he's not forcing it like before. So I, I, I do you know what it is? So I, so that aspect of his game, I was really really happy. I was really I was just do you know what it is? It's like Man United have lacked so much quality in the midfield in regards to just having two people in the midfield that can actually play. And you can see the little you know the little you know even like Pogba against the Sheffield against Sheffield United, he was enjoying his football. He he actually wow. he couldn't stop smiling, bro. Batman was loving it. He was just <laughs> smiling, <laughs> chances, yeah. And, that would have been fam. The goal, yeah, yeah. If I should bang that, that would have been so, so sick. But yeah, man, I just, um, Jeremy, you know I, mean? I, I enjoyed the game. But I feel like there's levels to go in regards to just maybe moving the ball a bit faster. And now, now we go into the game we played um, yesterday. And what did you think of, for that, sorry, for that game though, mm. what did you think of Bruno's performance in that game? I think it was and okay. Like the pundits were waxing Liverpool about him again. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Marshall got the hat trick. Mm. Um, your thoughts and takes on on the game morale, morale as well. Like, you have to you have, you have you have to understand, Jay. In, in regards to Man United, the bars on the floor. So mm-hmm. when you've had a midfield or when you've had a midfield trio um, for the last couple of years of Pogba, Matic, Matic and Fred, or Pogba, McTominay and Fred, or Pogba, McTominay and Pereira, or Pereira, Pogba and McTominay, the bar is on the floor. Mm-hmm. So anything that Bruno does, any any like 
competent thing he does, they're going to be like, oh, yeah, United have missed this. Because we have, if we're being honest. We have missed somebody that's going to do those little, little flicks and tricks and, and intellect play. We have missed that person who's going to try to take chances. Yeah, Bruno's shooting inshallah. I don't think he, sh- he like, on the Sheffield United <laughs> game, he didn't pop as much. Uh, like, yesterday, he was moving mad. But I the Sheffield United game wasn't really shooting that much. I think with him... And the reason why he didn't shoot as much against um, Sheffield United, but he did against Norwich, is okay. Norwich, who, who was he playing with? Who was he playing? Who were the players who were around him? So he comes from that sporting background where basically he was given the green light to basically go out there, carry this team, and shoot as much as you want. The reason for me why it's uncomfortable and it um, further alludes to undertones, racial undertones in terms of this whole discussion, is his execution. He is essentially being praised for trying things. So mm-hmm. basically what tends to happen is he'll try things, the majority of things aren't coming off, but you'll have Gary Neville and Jamie Carragher when he's in the studio and when they're talking about him, oh, but he's trying things. Manchester United have missed that. And then within, even there was a stretch of play against Sheffield United where he tried something, didn't come off and Gary Neville praised him. And then Pogba tried mm-hmm. to pass it and he's like, he needs to keep it simple. And to oh. me, that's interesting because... That's the whole thing's level, that's... No, no, no. I don't think that. No, I don't think. No, I don't think. No, I don't think that's the difference between them. I think that you cannot praise Bruno for trying things and, in the same breath, which they've done all this time, say Pogba doesn't do anything because all Pogba's done course, since yeah. he's, all Pogba's done since he's got here is try things. Pogba's come from yeah. a uh, from a background where there wasn't a competent. If Matic wasn't playing or Matic's legs were shot, there wasn't a competent enough DM to receive the ball from the centre-backs and connect play. So Pogba would drop in to do that. Then, there isn't a CM who's going to transition the midfield to the forward line. So then Pogba will do that also in the same game. And then, there also isn't a midfielder who's going to play the final killer pass, which is going to create the chances for our attackers to score. So then Pogba is also going to do that too. So, you put that all in context and how his performances have been reported on since he got here. This is not to say that Pogba's been brilliant. And you know me, I've been... I've questioned his performance levels since he's gotten here. But for you not to have that context and that understanding for Bruno, but when it comes to Pogba, it's a case of not good enough. He hasn't done anything. Because they were doing a combined United and, um, I think, a combined Liverpool and United 11. That was uh, Carragher and Neville. Carragher put Bruno in and said, Pogba hasn't done anything. Why are you putting Pogba in? He hasn't done anything. Bruno has not shown anything yet. He's shown that he has quality little flicks and little um, first touches to create space and killer passes. But he hasn't shown anything yet to say he's a better player or has a quality level of Pogba. So I don't think, oh, that's as simple as saying, oh, is it because Pogba's better? As far as these are concerned, they don't even really rate him. They'll be like, yeah, he's world-class, but, you know, he needs to string things together. But Bruno suddenly the main man and the reason why everything's ticking. And look at the results have changed since Bruno's coming. Come on, man. Make it make sense. Make it make sense. (laughs) I I look at Bruno and like, you know when you have world class players like a Paul Pogba, I look at him and I think, you know what, I really, I would really love him at my club. I look mm. at Bruno, I think, oh, you know what, you're a good player. Oh, nice. But I'm not thinking, I'm not looking at him in envy. I'm not looking at, I'm not looking at him and thinking. You don't yeah, want I'm him at, like I need I him enough. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, 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 sorry. Hold on, hold on. Chelsea, oh, yeah. Oh, Liverpool, oh, yeah. yeah. Arsenal. Oh, you, oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't get comfy. Remember your Yeah, yeah please. please. Yeah. You, you <laughs> die for a Bruno. <laughs> oh, no, no. Don't get me wrong, get it? Wait, wait, wait. So, yeah, yeah. like... 
I'm talking. I'm talking like. Uh, let's pretend I'm mute, isn't it? Like I got <laughs> I can't talk for my position in it, like because me, like obviously, like the thing is, it, it's not. If if this was Arsenal, like you know, the old school Arsenal, it, also I can talk confidence in it. Yeah, 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 yeah. We got. We had a bit of sauce there, in it. it went just you know normal like Tesco value sauce in it. Like the Jack and them, man, yeah, isn't it? Tesco value stores, a bit lower than that. When Gendouzi's your best midfielder, it's mad. Oh, no, 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 that's reach, bro. Sure, sure, sure. I'll say, but <laughs> that bad that is actually Jack, isn't it? That's how bad our midfield is at the moment, isn't it? It is Jack. But yeah, like, yeah. with Bruno, like, like Mies was saying, isn't it? He's not, let's say he was, this was Arsenal's midfield when we were actually good, in it? It's not yeah, someone yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say, yeah, we need him, isn't it? Yeah, he's not, he's not a need, isn't it? He's not he's a, a one. Nice He's a nice player, but well, he's a that's good player. Bruno is a good player. That's it. Don't get me wrong. Like I think Bruno, I look at him and I think, yeah, you've got quality. Definitely got quality. Yeah. He's definitely a good player. And definitely, and you can just see in every touch. You'll definitely add things to the. You definitely add things to your club, your respective club. Minimum. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. That being said, I would not have him anywhere near in terms of like comparatives. Yeah, and looking at him and comparing him to Pogba. It's actually an insult, really. Because I think the gap in quality between the two is mad. And I it remember is huge. The pod, I think we had a pod in Feb. We were talking about Bruno's impact. The, the, the truth is, Bruno has had a big impact at United simply because the quality that you've had, and we're talking about without Pogba mm. on your side, because lacking I, entirely. Yeah. The level the gap in quality between Bruno and Pereira is nuts. Yeah. Because Bruno yeah. is significantly better. And that's because Pereira is not good enough. Whereas Pogba, I think, again, there's a significant gap in quality because Pogba is literally a world-class midfielder. In terms of ability, talent, there's not that many. I, I probably could only name one or two that are of his level in the world, just on tech and just natural ability alone. But then we also know that Pogba, if, it, if, if certain things fall into place, he can get it right on a day. And generally speaking, I feel like he's almost been left out to dry I and mean, hung out to dry because he's not had the desired or necessary quality around him. So when people say, oh, we're unlocking Pogba, get a new DM in, unlocking Pogba, that ain't, doesn't necessarily need to be the case. Get a good player in that can play oh, and then you'll get trash. a better player. You, yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't expect Pogba to be doing a, a complete madness with the likes of Pereira, Lingard, Fred, Tomenei. Come on, fam. It just doesn't make sense. So, obviously, if you look at Bruno, if you look at Bruno, he's enhanced United. Bruno's enhanced United because he's a good player. And that's what should, that's how it should be. So, it's not a, it's not a slight on Bruno whatsoever because I think he's a very, very good player. But I think that's, that's where, like, a lot of clubs, you know, not just United, Arsenal as well, you know, that's where their recruitment comes into question, isn't it? That they... They try to build things around players, but they're not building it in the correct way. They're just sometimes they're just slapping rubbish next to these players, thinking that player is going to hide the rubbish. It's mm, a good point. So and 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 like the thing is, you just you can't do that long term, man. Sooner or later, obviously, you have that spell on it. It's going to be all right. And then the difficult spell, boy, the that's when it starts showing. The cream yes. rises to the top, man. That's the when they start showing up. That I'm sure you can say, Marco, like. Obviously, not this season because you basically won every game. But at times, Firmino's lack of goals, they, they come back to hurt you. But it seemed like you wanted to say something about Bruno as well. Goals this season, I think he had a chance against... No, he had two chances against the Madrid. Two big chances. One which he hit the post and one which he missed. And if he scores either one of those, we're still in the Champions League. 
So yeah, it does cover when you have a player that lacks in certain areas. But on Pogba's case, I feel like going back to what you said about him having to do three different roles. Mm. He's doing roles for a long period of time, having to try and build up play from the back, try and be incisive from the front. It's going to take a toll on you mentally anyway. You're doing a bit too much and people are not finishing around you. Why would you continue to do so? And I feel with Bruno, people look at him in a different light because he's trying to be incisive all the time. So when Bruno picks up the ball, he's trying to wonder pass every single yeah. time. He's not trying to... <laughs> He's not trying to like keep the play going. He's just trying to do it all. And yeah. when you do that all the time and consistently, even though the success rate isn't there all the time, people can see that as, ah, oh, he's trying to be aggressive. As opposed right. to people that know football know sometimes you just need to retain the ball. And I feel like that's what Pogba does. Sometimes you know that you need to sustain an attack for a little bit. So pass the ball to the side, let them continue to generate pressure and then... Cool. Do you, do you want to know what? The, the things with Pogba, yeah, I can't lie, the three games he's come back and played, so whether he started and just featured him, I think this is probably the best type of Pogba I've seen. Not in terms of like output, but the way he, for me, seems so refined. Because technically, you're not really getting the ball off him. He's keeping it simple, recycling the ball, and he's also got the quality. So the quality in the pass, who did they, who did they play the other day um, in the cup? The volume. Norwich. 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 The, 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 dink, the dink to Marshall yeah, in the box mm. was just unbelievable. Unbelievable for me. Because it took out their entire back line and disrupted them on a complete madness. But that's the quality. He didn't even have the, that many moments in the game to do that. But he picked that one. Whereas Bruno's obviously trying to force it and force it and force it. Whereas Pogba, now he's got a Bruno, he doesn't need to keep forcing it. Because you know there was a games back in the day where Bruno wasn't around. Mariah used to especially used to get mad annoyed that Pogba keeps trying to force things. And it, mm. it's just, but when you've got players that are of, of, a, uh, of a quiet quality, you don't necessarily need to force it no more. Exactly. You can give exactly. people the ball. You know I mean? We can commend him on that. And I think um, what you then saw in the reverse fixture against... Norwich or reverse fixture, the, the next fixture in the week against uh, Norwich, where we took out our, our, our main guy. So that's Pogba came out, Matic came out, Rashford came out, Marshall came out, and then Fred came in, McTominay came in, Mata came in, Lingard came in, Igalo came in. Um, it was poor. It was poor. Dallo also came in for 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 one, but for Saka, it was it was poor. Like um, I don't know if you both watched it. But the football was slow. They all, they all look. Unfortunately, you, you, you don't have any plans to watch it. <laughs> I love watching football with it, so I try to watch as much as possible. But I even fell asleep during this Chelsea game. Like, it's been yeah, a you're still, still off the, still off the high, yeah. All you, all you smell is, all you smell yeah. is champagne. <laughs> um. So yeah. So you saw without that quality. These are the players that Pogba had to play with. And if Rashford and Martial are injured, these are the players that he has to play with. And it was poor for me. Norwich, on what we've seen, are probably the worst team in the Prem. Definitely defensively, they're the worst team in the Prem. So in terms of watching how that game played out, it was very, very difficult. We could barely combine. We couldn't connect. There was no tempo to our play. There was no chance creation. We weren't putting them in any compromising positions. And really, uh, we got a decent goal for Megalo. And we really didn't, come on top of them until we brought the better players on again. And I think that's one thing this period has really shown us is how much the quality 
matters. You can always, you can tell when you're watching one set of players who are a lot better than another. Like when you guys play Crystal Palace, Marco, yeah, you are spazzed on them. That's probably, that probably might be the most impressive. That because that was a question to Lard that time. Mm. Incisive with every single pass and that great performance. So you see that. So at least we're still in the semi-finals, but I think Oli knows where he stands now. He knows who his starters are. Um, like we said on the Moga podcast, and you also know as well, Mead. You can probably get five good games in a row out of Matic before his legs go. So we just have to make sure that we pick the five. Yeah, we have to pick the five games carefully, and hopefully that takes us just to the precipice of top four. And then, yeah, we'll do we'll do what we can to crawl. Yeah, we'll do what we can to crawl over <laughs> to crawl over the line. But he was he was brilliant. He was brilliant to get Sheffield United. How many games we had? What three games? Yeah, just three games. But he started one. Okay, so you still got one. You still got another three. You still got another three. Match here for me. You know how gassed I used to be. Yeah. When Match is on, he's very very good. He's very imperious. Like he knits everything together so well. So yeah. when he's off, ah, uh, there is no in between with him. There's no in between. Still, like yeah. it's just bad. You know what I mean? It's just bad. But when he's on, yeah, he's sick. Is that, is that, is that perfect compliment? It's almost like you want just a Matic with legs is what you'd want to go with Pogba and Bruno because he can receive the ball, he can play out of pressure, and he can link play. He can carry it even. Matic like yeah. Matic doesn't rush. Matic doesn't rush himself. Like you come, he'll he'll sidestep you. Did I see the pass there? No, let me scan the whole pitch. Okay, boom, let me square it. Yeah, so he's yeah, he's really man. good when he's really when good. He's when he's on, good. he could do a lot for your team. When he's mm. on, he could do a, a lot for your team. So I'm kind of hoping that five game thing kind of expires quickly. <laughs> you're, not, you're not a local, bro. You're not a yeah. local. Bro. So. It, 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 it's it's tense. It's tense. The thing is with with him as well, like the people who watched him at Benfica talk about how different he has been post-Benfica. So you saw flashes of it at Chelsea, probably longer periods of it, but Nikki, who's a Man United fan, um, she always talks about how much better as a player he was at Benfica. And, how, and it's like, I never saw that, I never saw that Matic, who had the legs and still had the tech and who had the presence. And it's Portugal, yeah, but... It's like, yeah, you see that quality and it translates and it, we haven't quite seen that. So um, if he can just help us to get this top four this top four spot, then, you know, his job will be done. When you're ready to ride Metro, we want you to know we're ready for you. Here are just a few of the people at Metro to tell you how we're doing our part to keep riders safe. We're cleaning like never before. We're hospital grade cleaning. You'll find hand sanitizer stations all over the Metro. No mask, no Metro. Need one? We have a few extras. At Metro, we're doing our part to keep the DC area moving. Find out more at wmata.com slash doing our part. Um, last but not least, oh, uh, a good week for you lot. It's, it's been a tough, it's been a tough kind of start to this new renewed season, we should call it. But you got a win against Southampton, a good win to be fair. And you also got a, a late win today against Sheffield United. Uh, talk, talk us through it. Talk us through your thoughts going into these games and what you thought of uh, both performances. I mean... The thing is, um, about them two results, it, it's coming to question. Like, um, how unlucky we've been quite a bit this season. If you get what I'm saying, like, the luck is starting to, like, come back to us a bit now. Because we, we've had our fair share of unlucky games this season where we should have won. And now we're starting to get those results. Because 
in terms of performance, we're still not playing well. We're not doing that well. We're still like, there's still certain aspects to our game that's just like, we'll have moments where we dominate the game, we'll control the game, mm-hmm. and then the rest of the game, the other team just pammed us, mm-hmm. puts us under pressure. We had that moment today against Sheffield United that they looked like they were going to, they, they equalised. It looked like the goal was coming, yeah. They looked like another goal was coming. I mean, like, we sneaked to go in the end, but at this moment in time, the thing is with Arsenal, I think with Arteta, it's all about winning a game at the moment for me. I think it helps him improve as a coach. I think he's learning on the job. That's the problem. Naturally, what, what's it been? How many games has he managed you? Has it been 20 games? Is yeah, it 20, 20 games, 20? yeah. So, he's still learning because obviously you can tell he's still learning because some of the subs he makes are very questionable. They, some of them just don't make sense. It, it's a bit confusing at times. Mm. So, um, he is still learning on the job. I mean, like, the shining spot, spot has been Saka in midfield and then um, obviously on the left as well. He, he's been... Well, like, he's just, really good today as well. You can yeah. see that, and I think he's so impressive, bro. Like, yeah, like he's very impressive. Today he was okay. Like today he was a bit better than what I expected. So, it's I not just. Do you know what? Everyone forgets it's, this kid is a second year scholar. You know, he's not. He's not even a first year pro yet. He's a second year scholar, and for a second year scholar to be doing what he's doing, it's it's nuts. It's impressive. It's I think very impressive. While being, while being solid athletically, solid technically, even just because they're good technically, um, it's in, his intelligence is yeah, what impresses me the, the most. He has that, um, like it's the almost the opposite of Barkley. And it's like, he's got that kind of intelligence, which makes his youth almost irrelevant. Right? You yeah. play him at left back, solid job at left back. You play him at left wing, he does a solid job at left wing. And then you play him again in midfield and he does a solid job at, um, in midfield, progresses the play for you well, covers defensively well, pick up little pockets of space. Um, obviously, you had uh, Sam on your uh, Touchy Gunas episode, and he said basically it's just a matter of time before he signs the new contract. Yeah, which is, which is, which is major for Arsenal, because losing Very a talent important. like that, yeah, like, imagine you went to Liverpool, man, losing someone yeah. like that. It, it's just, it's just <laughs> that's just like... It's Marco just, shudders at the prospect. No, it's just like <laughs> one step forward in, in terms of bringing Arteta in, but like two steps back losing a talent like that. Yeah. It's, what is about this, the way we finish the season? I, I mean, I, I'm not, I've seen the FA Cup draw. We've got what, Man City? I think mm. that's as far as we go in the semis. I'll be very surprised. <laughs> no, I, I'm honest. You get me? Like, if we do, if we do make that. it to the final, isn't it? Like, Arteta respect, like, big props to him, isn't it? He's, he's, done, he's done something magical mm. to get to the final. Because today, like, we could have easily gone out. It could have gone any two ways. Um, but in the end, we got the result. We dug in. Uh, yeah. Southampton, that one as well, it's like... I thought that was a good performance. It was a good performance. Solid, didn't it? It's it just... We just did what we had to do. But in terms of, like, overall performance as an attacking team, it's still not there. It still feels Wait, like... Look at the pieces te- you've got there. Look at your pieces. Yeah. It, it was relative. Relative to who we're talking about. But you know what it is? With us attacking-wise, I think we rely more of on individuals than pattern of play. Mm. Do you see what I'm saying? That's, yeah, that's what I'm about to ask you, all, because I'm interested. I, I want to know. I want to know, all because I've been asking you, I've been asking the Discord. What, what is Arteta's um, our tactics what going for? Well, I'll be honest, like... Go out and play. And that's <laughs> no, no, no. Do you know what? Um, um, these, these, I think, these, these cones ain't going to set up themselves, boys. I think partially part of it is our midfield. That's what's probably... I, I'm, not, I'm not Arteta in it, but I'd I'd like to think the reason he hasn't really like focused on pattern of play is how bad our midfield is. 
No, okay, uh, I take that. No, no, okay, listen, no, no, actually, guys, I have a good memory. Something that just came to mind, yeah. The first game you lot came to play against Bournemouth when you yeah. had uh, Maitland now tucking into midfield the same yeah. way um, City use um, their fullbacks. Everyone was talking about, yeah, you see this, blah, 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 blah. Ozil linking up play. Look how we're building. Look how we're solid if we get counterattacked on. What's happened to that? What's happened to that? Because he does have an attacking. Um, Basically. That, he does have an attacking philosophy. That was very similar to what they're doing over at City. To me, that period was being built around Ozil on it as a focal point of our attacking mm-hmm. philosophy. Yeah. But what it is, is Ozil's intensity, he, he's finito, man. He can't, mm. he ain't got the legs anymore, bro. Like, he just, mm. he can't keep up. It's not just keep up, like, he just, he just hasn't got the physicality to handle the Premier League. Because let's say he played against Sheffield United to, today. I mean, you have a couple of moments of brilliance. Probably, make, you won't get an assist. You don't really get an assist anymore. But you'll make certain things happen. But it'll get to a point in the game where the game's just going past him. Because he just, he just hasn't got the physicality to keep up now. So well, now when you've got five subs, wouldn't it be better to use them now? And then you can I, think, I think it's got to a point they need them gone. Mm. <laughs> wow. So wait, hold on. Within 20 games, Arteta has... Ozil's going to be my linchpin. Binding, and now he's not even getting a look he's in. He's not even getting a look in. I think... Ozil's what do you think of that? Do you think that's too harsh? Do you think that's too harsh? I think it's. I think like Marco touched on. He should be on the bench and, like, let's say, last twenty or sometimes. Sometimes lack quality. Term. He like to this yeah. day. Say what you want to say about his PMP. Yeah, go on, Marco. Like Ozil still has that past. He still has that. Yeah. Obviously, in my side, I'm. I still like Ozil on it. I just mm. know that his body's finished. Like I can't defend him from that. Everyone's gonna. Every Arsenal fan has been saying, it and you can't. You can't disagree from it. His body is gone, but I still think. Because of his quality as a as a talent, mm-hmm. not generational as Sel said, but <laughs> as, a as a talent, the talent Ozil is. But um, I would still have him on the bench, throw him on the last 10, um, 20, 15 minutes because the quality he he, he's, he does he still keeps the ball nine out of ten times. He still he still help you progress play in in that last 20, 15 minutes. I mean that's how you keep pressure off your teams because. Yeah. What we've been doing recently, we've been throwing on um, Joe Willock, which is no part. Um, it's not his fault, but he's playing in a role he's not good enough for. Really not. What's he's not that. He's not that type of player to me. And I've always, when I look at Willock, I just see him as like either a box to box player, or that's really it about him. So, like you said, we we lack a lot of quality, and I, I'm really surprised we're not using those on the bench at least. But um, personally, I find that very very strange, bro, because. Beginning of the season, apparently you lot have got more quality than Chelsea and United. So I'm. Boy, hey, hey! I didn't say that. In it. I know a lot of people said it. Do you want to know why I'm confused as well? It's because yeah. it's all of a sudden when Arteta is not getting the results, they're saying, "Oh, this the same person, the same people that were saying, oh, um, yeah, Arteta, you can't really blame him because he's not got quality, and Chelsea and United have got a better team." Well, I think. Do you know what it is? I think That's Arsenal fans... The math ain't mapping. No, no. Do you know what it means? I think Arsenal fans are very guilty of this. They they tend to really overrate players that, that are not actually that good. Like a player Bellerin, fam. Bellerin's washed. It's facts. Like He's washed. Sure. Like, it's a problem that Arsenal fans... It's, it's inclu- Even me, I can say that to myself. You know, like youth players, when they're coming up... Like, I can say it. I'll happily say it, man. Like, bro, like, we overrate our talents, what we have. Mm-hmm. And 
sooner or later, it does actually show these players are actually the level that you think they are. I mean, you're, you're probably one of the biggest criminals I've come across in, in my time on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm a criminal, bro. I'm, I'm biased, bro. I mean, your, your, your strike rate is probably like... But at one... the end of the day, like, I think with us this summer, I think yeah. the focus is getting, if we can, we need to get these players on big wages gone. Um, mm. One thing that makes me sad about this current Arsenal team is that some of these players don't want to play where they should be playing. It's like... Name names, bro. Name names, brother. It's like... Maitland Niles, for example. <laughs> Boy, bro, I wish this guy would just take, take the right back spot because well, I'm telling he you... He, wants to, he played, he played, yeah, he played, he played um, right wing back right. today. Because, boy, I look at him like, bro, if this guy put effort into becoming a right back here, he right. could make, he could extend his Arsenal career by another five plus years. Yeah. He, that right spot on Arsenal is up for take. Bellerin's washed. He's done. His body's gone. Like, he just can't keep up and he can't play football. And what Bellerin mm. was about was pace. Exactly. After injury like that, he doesn't have it anymore. That injury has just finished him. It's not his fault, but his body's yeah, just like, fault, you can just, it's, he just, and he's a, he's a vegan now. I don't know what... I, I'm not a scientist, and I don't know what vegan... Yeah, please. I don't please, know about this like vegan thing, innit? Yeah, I just know... This, yeah. <laughs> say, say less, say less. I'll say one thing, and this is yeah. not related. Science is probably the yeah, topic I'm not that people... It's probably the topic I, that people we, speak on with abs- having absolutely no knowledge of it. So let's stick yeah. to what we... Let's stick to what we know. So talk yeah, about... Back so to Bellu, about <laughs> Bellu, back now, back to Bellu. I just like... Every time I watch him now, he's just ah, oh, he's just getting like, bro. You could be an average winger, and you're gonna do him, man. Like you could mm-hmm. be the most. You could. Uh, you do. Did he play against um Leeds? I remember Leeds against Leeds. Oh my god! Some of the things Elder Costa was doing to him, just thinking, bro. Elder Costa is alright, isn't it? But he's not. He's not top level, level winger. Yeah. So imagine him valuing now going to Champions League. If when. Well, if Arsenal somehow get there in the next three years and Bellerin's playing against the champ, he's just going to get doppied. He's going to be like Costa again, part two. Remember Costa against Bayern, what Costa done to him. Forget the Champions League, just the, well, just the, prem, just the prem level. I will ask you a question because well, I was having right, this, right. this discussion about um, yeah. Maitland now early, earlier because people were saying that, oh, he should go to right back. You're not the first person who said that. And I said, you've got most of the top fullbacks, they tend to have at least one thing they're very good at. So Trent, on the ball. Trent has got his like no, no, not necessarily on the ball. Like Trent, for example, has got his striking ability on the ball, which sets him apart at fullback. So that's through his passing, and obviously he's a goal threat even from fullback. But he opens up the play. He's essentially a, a, a another creator for Liverpool from right back. And you've got um, fullbacks like Alfonso Davis, who physically. So you're talking about his speed, and you're talking about his agility. You're talking about his power um, relative to his size. Makes him a matchup nightmare as well for for wingers and for fellow fullbacks. And See, then we'll you've got, announce. Hold on, let me finish. Let me finish. Yeah. And then you've got fullbacks who are just I'm very good or uh, very good all rounders like a, a, a Alaba who can play centre back, can play left back, can play centre mid. Where does Maitland now fall into? Because I don't see him as having an outstanding ability. Yeah. You know what? That's, I was going to say he's not. Good. It's not an all rounder in terms of versatility. Well, he can probably play quite a few positions but what it is he's more of an all-rounder as a footballer mm. he's a he's a decent passer he's a I'll say he's a good athlete as well he's not slow he's got you know when like turn of pay when he played in Zara earlier this season like you could just see oh, this this kid if he really puts his mind to it I think what's wrong with him really is mentality to play mm-hmm. right back and that showed against uh, in the Europa League last year against Chelsea mm. I think it got to 
part of the game. It's just concentration, just boom. No, it hasn't. No, no, that wasn't. It had a, had a spun in me. Come on. Don't get me wrong, innit? Hazard, Hazard turned up, innit? Hazard made a show of his last game, innit? He just wanted to let people know. He just wanted to put them... Hazard wanted to put in memory, like, right, you know what, Chelsea fans, you know what? Don't, don't, remember me, innit? Let me do this for you one last game, innit? Let me pattern this for you, Lobby, but don't forget about me. But with Maitland-Niles, in that game, no, do you know what? In that game, first half, he was he was bombing up and down. He's, he was active, but... As the game went, his concentration just went. He just looked, you know, when you don't actually want to play a position, but you're just being forced to play yeah. there. You know, like that. Like, that's you know, you know back in Sunday League. Nah, yeah. you know, back in Sunday League when the gaffer was just throwing in a position, and you're like, oh, I'm not, I don't play here, though. Yeah. <laughs> and then as the game goes with it, you just start I'm thinking, a striker, starts you're, your head. I'm a striker, I'm you're a striker, left back. <laughs> Bro, I swear to God. It, that's what Maitland is like sometimes during the game. He's just like, it's like he's just like, raw. Why are you playing me right back? Am I a joke, man? Am I, am I, am I a dickhead? Like, that sort of thing. Isn't that weird, though? Like, man's at all. It's mad. Exactly. It's that's scary. That's, that's what, that's what scares me. I find that crazy. Because I'm so sure of it, yeah. If it was, like, obviously, we're not, we're not footballers, yeah. We're not good enough in it. Like, but mm-hmm. if any of us was in that position for a top club and... I'm putting it all in. We've been given a position... We've been given a position to extend our career at this club, yeah, at a top club, top top six, wherever we are now. We're mid-table probably right now, but wherever we're classed as worldwide, like, if they offer me the opportunity, like Trent, for example, mm. Trent could have easily said, no, no, I don't want to play mm. right back. I only want centre mid. But Trent... I wouldn't have ended as well, a, still, as a, but God. The type of... No, he wouldn't have ended him, but so, the but. type of play he is, is he thought, right, do you know what? I'm doing all right at this right-back position. Why not just make it permanent? And I think sooner or later, as his career goes on, as he develops, he'll probably end up being a midfielder again. Maybe That's how Maitland should see it. He'll probably get the mm. opportunity to become a midfielder as he wants to later on in his career. Like, Arsenal might um, need, like, another CDM or something, and they might think, OK, Maitland-Niles has developed so well, let's play him there, mm. see how he does. You know but, what? You know what? And the thing that we've seen as well is that if you're, if you're an elite fullback. You see a lot of the ball. You see a lot of the yes. ball. You talk about you talk about players like Marcelo. You talk about players like Dani Alves, Trent, who also goes without being mentioned. But if you're a very good fullback, you see Kyle Walker over at um, City. If you're a very full fullback, you see a lot of the ball and you're involved in the game. And if you're talking about the way that Arteta yes. specifically seems like he wants to model his play um, after what they do at City, it's logical. But we'll see. I think maybe that some of that prestige has come off Arsenal. For these, for these lads, and maybe they see, I think, nah, more, do you know what? they see a bit more of the club than we do, and maybe it's not as shiny as, as people like to think. Yeah, of course, but do you know what it is? I think it's the fullback position. It's the way it's looked at. Mm. You know, like... The, how do you like, think it's looked at, though, in today's game? I, I think... I think people don't look at it... Nah, they still don't look at it in the right way. It, it's not because a right-back... Fullback position is actually a very good position to play. You actually mm. have a... Like you said, you get a lot of the ball and you impact the game. Quite, more often than not, a lot of the games impacted by the fullback nowadays. The way the game, modern, the current modern game, the fullback impacts it a lot. I think the culture, the way, especially in like football culture, like the way we look at fullbacks. Some of us look at fullbacks. I mean, some of us look at it differently. Like us, look, we we can see right yeah. this as a fullback. It's an important position to be, but some other people, quite a lot of people, look at it as, as like a bummy position to play. Like you, if you're playing fullback, naturally, like gen. 
back in the day, it was looked at as like, oh, he's, he's a dead one, isn't mm. it? We can target him. Mm. We can, he's, he's at right back or left back for a reason. He's not in the middle of the pitch because mm. he's not that good. I think that's how it's looked at. That's why, like, probably, obviously, Saka, you can see, is an elite talent. I think he's an elite talent, personally. But I think he's more of an elite talent at left back. But you can just see that I, he doesn't want to play there for whatever reason. But you can just see that he, he don't fancy it, maybe because of that sort of thing. I think Maitland-Niles, that's the main reason he doesn't fancy it. So just to add to that as well, yeah, I feel like from a player's perspective, a lot of it is about tracking back. Like, nobody really likes tracking back in this day and age. Why am I always running back to cover someone else's mistake? Mm. And it's tiring. Like, I used to be a left-back, so my football career was left-back, left-mid, then number 10. And when I was a left-back, I was there because I was good aggressive. I was aggressive defensively and I was quite quick and I was quite strong. So I was just there, put in that position, and I hated going back. Like, Mm. that was the worst thing for me. I would just bomb all the way up the pitch, I wouldn't get the ball, then I have to track all the way back because someone else fucked up. And you know those times, it wasn't a thing where your winger covers for you. You had to get back. Mm. And I feel like that might be in his head that he doesn't have someone that's going to protect him. He's going to be playing with Pepe, who's not going to be tracking back for him. He's going to have to do all the work. But do you not also think that he's going to have to do that in midfield anyway? Imagine it is a mentality thing because imagine playing Man City away, bro, with all them midfielders running around you. Do you know how much you're running you're pepper. doing, bro? Mm. Like, so I, I'd rather be a fullback out, out on the wing, and at least I'm just chasing some <laughs> Sterling, isn't it? But if I'm in the middle, I'm chasing the Bruyne, Bernardo. I'm chasing Bernardo. Yeah. You're, not you're chasing the ball, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you're right. You, you you make a good you make a good point. Uh, final point I want to touch on um, with you all. So Pepe, I think it's uh, 16 goal slash assists. Arsenal fans have been telling us all day. Um, yeah. What's your read on on his first season? He's been decent. It's been a decent first season. Like he's he's putting he's putting the numbers on the board. But what it is, I think it's just he's suffered from going through what three managers. He's had an injury, etc. But obviously, like. I think part of it was the money would pay for him. It didn't help mm. him. Don't Three get me wrong. Oh, you're including the caretaker. Oh, oh yeah, the caretaker. <laughs> oh, care- oh, yeah. All right, let's, let's, let's take, let's I was, take I was, the caretaker. I was, trying to, I was trying to count him as well. All right, let's, let's remove uh, Freddie. Let's remove Freddie. So two managers, two managers. But, but like, um, I think part of it has been the price tag on him. It's put a lot mm. of... He's not... Don't get me wrong, I like him, but he's not a 75 mil player mm. at the end of the day. So, um... But, like Raul, Raul. What's his name? Raul. Um, oh, that bum. No, oh, no, nah, 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 we don't. Know, I don't know about him, man. He's a bum. Hey, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hey, beginning of the season, it was. Hey, wait. Hey, hey, I went part. Of, I went. I went part of different knock FC, man. Them man, them man, do their thing, bro. I just need to clarify still, because something just just weighing on my mind a little. Oh, here we go. What happened uh, to this? Because I weren't hearing his name as Sinelli or something, or that Raul guy. I was hearing Don Raul. Don Raul. So I, was I was hearing Don. Don. Hefe. They were Hefe. even, they were like Don Julio, Don Raul. I was okay. like, blood. What? So all this energy now, the timid energy, I need, I need explanation. Like, mm. Because... You know what, fam? That guy, 
That guy set himself up, yeah, when he said... He, addre- he, addre- he, addressed, he addressed all our issues, apparently, was the talk at the start of the season. Different no, do you know what? I, I do now think... you haven't got any quality. Nine out of ten transfer no, windows. I do think, I do think some of the Arsenal signings this summer were decent, to be fair. What, Tierney was solid. Wait, wait, quick question, yeah, quick question. You see, when you're looking at Pepe, you say he's been decent, yeah? How many open play goals and assists has Pepe had, does he have? <laughs> um, when probably, I look at... No, he's what, eight goals? He's scored okay. eight goals, isn't it? Okay. Yeah, he's scored eight goals and, and what, like, what, six set pieces? I think... Uh, including uh, depends. I think four, four goals from open play. Must be four goals. I Maybe think, f- three? Let me, let me ask a question, because I'm quite... Because, let's do this cross-examination, though. Because, mm, mm. look, these men tried to say, what, 26... 26 games, 16 goal contributions. That's mm-hmm. the truth. Actually, is he played 35 games. 35 and, games. And his goal contribution is 16. 35, yeah? 75 million pounds, okay? How many have come from open play? Three. Three. Wow. He's had, well, he's had three penalties and a couple of other free kicks. Free kicks. Allow me. And corners. 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 How many of his assists have actually been assists? You, you, you guys, you guys, um, fucking signed a catchy, catchy Woodpross. All right, fam. Sure, 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 sure. Allow me. Must send the Congolese Woodpross. Must send the Congolese Woodpross. You know you're missing hot, fam. Don't do my guy dirty like that. Oh, stop trying to filibuster. Stop trying to filibuster. Allow it, continue. Let the man continue. Aye, chill, 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 chill. It's a bit, it's a bit. I'm trying to understand. No, we need to bring context. We need to bring context. Bring context All of these stats you're bringing to us, one, they're fraudulent. Two, it doesn't run. It doesn't run. Because if you actually look at him, Objectively, and look at what he's produced. Objectively, it's not been good enough. And he's and his best game. Adding assists to the goals to him, Mm. fine. But don't give us fugazi numbers. And his and and his best game was against Man United against a rubbish Luke Shaw, which he played great in the first half. But saying he's been decent or or, like overall for the season is is a it's exaggeration. No, 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 big exaggeration. Decent isn't the word. I'll say he's been okay. That's just he's not, uh, he's not being just saying decent with different words. Decent, yeah. no, 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 no. Um, he hasn't been he's, decent or okay. He's been below. He's been below average. Let me give you this. Let me give you this. He showed flashes of. He good showed player. glimpses. Yeah, but mm. do you know what he is? Flashes, not enough. Not enough. What, no, no, no. What, what, listen, listen. What Pepe can do is if he's in the final third and he cuts in, he's got to let off a good he, shot. You know, probably two times out of ten, it's going to arrive for the top bins. Other than that. It's gonna go over. It's gonna go wide. So he's a final third player, and he's good. But for seventy-two million pounds in this current climate, is that enough? Mm-mm. It's not. Oh, it's not oh, enough. Right. Oh, no, it's not. It's not enough. Would you prefer to get Zaha? Would I prefer? Yeah, I would have preferred to cool. get Zaha because I think Zaha would have impacted Arsenal way more than Pepe has this season. Zaha already knows the league one. Two, I, I think he's a better player personally. Yep. Um, three, every single defend, defender in this league is pretty much scared of Zaha. They don't like playing him. Mm. So mm. I, I think you, I think as a the whole combination comparison to Pepe, I think Zaha would have done. Zaha, Zaha would have hurt us probably six right now. 
we'll be mm. we'll be in a better position with Zaha than where, where, where we are with Pepe. Where are, you, where are you now? Ninth or something. I thought you were a bit higher than that now, mate. No, no, we're uh, definitely ninth. We're below Sheffield United, yeah. just below you're them. Still below Sheffield United. Yeah, you're still ninth. Yeah, yeah, 40, yeah. 43 points. Um, you're six points off us in, in six. So, yeah, it's not, it's, it's not a bad shout. Cool. Don't Thanks for look it up. Look down, look down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, I'm, well, yeah, like, like Mark just said, we're, we're looking down more than up, to be honest. Okay. I don't... I think we'll stay around that region. But um, sorry. In, in fairness what, to what you guys have said, Pepe, Pepe, okay, okay is not the word. He's been below average. Let's Three be goals from open play as a £72 million player is not good enough. It's not, yeah. it's not, it's not good enough. That, like I said, I, I, I call Pepe out. He, he has been a bum this season. You've but called him out, yeah? I have called him out enough times. But, like, I think with that stats, he, the stats, he's put numbers on the board where he can. Do you see what I'm mm. saying? Like, we're a terrible team. And part of it is, I mean, I looked at some stat board, some graphic board of um, how we get the ball. It was against Southampton, actually, how much we get the ball to our attackers. And we barely, the production to our attackers is, is terrible. It, just mm. on that, just on that. So, like, people saying Pepe's been isolated and pushed out wide this season. Do you think that's an Arteta tactic for that team? Like I said, I feel like he's an inside forward. I feel like he's an out and out winger, so that shouldn't be an excuse. I don't think he's a winger. I don't think he's, he's, he's not, he's not a winger. Bro. He doesn't have the one-on-one ability to be a winger. He's not a winger. He's definitely not I think he plays like a winger, but he shouldn't nah. be a winger. That's what he's I think. not a winger. I think what, what Seb said is right. He's an inside forward and he has got a decent um, left foot. I probably would say more than two out of ten going to the top corner. Probably six out of ten going to the top corner. So Arsenal have to essentially... You've, you're invested in it. I'm not going to say six out of ten when he scored three open player goals and he's done it. Let me finish. Don't do my guy dirty like this. Let me finish, guys. Let me finish. Let me finish. Hold on, guys. So what they have to do is put him in a position where Arsenal can allow him to use his strengths because he doesn't have many, in my opinion. So you have to make sure he's allowed to use them as much. So it's very important for him that the person who's playing on the wing is overlapping and creating the width mm. that give him that space to come inside. He's not getting that at the moment for Bellerin. So he's now been asked to do things that he's not able to do. Listen, when one of your highlights is kind of getting past Virgil van Dijk very early on in the season, it tells us to level. But every time I watch him, he cannot beat his man one-on-one. He can't beat his man one-on-one. For a wide player, that's troublesome. He doesn't even necessarily have the, doesn't even seem to have that kind of get away from a man's speed. So essentially, you just want him in a position where maybe he's standing up his man, he's getting a bit of space because of his fullback overlapping, and he's then allowed to cut in and either shoot or he's allowed to cut in and play a decisive pass. Obviously, he's shown he's strong at set pieces as well. You know, I'll but, even say one of his better games was against us when he played with Aubameyang in the two. Mm. And would you like to see that going forward? Because how do you get the best well, out of it? Oh, well, bro. For the long uh, Uber ain't going to be here next season, too. <laughs> so, well, yeah, that's somebody up top. That's all good. Nah, do you know what? The thing is, with Aubameyang, right? So, I feel like Pepe is always going to be best when his team is a transitional-based team. Yeah. Mm. They're trying to build from him. He hasn't got the ability. He hasn't got the ability to, well, for me, to take a team on by himself. Mm. He hasn't got the trick. He's, he's not, not He's not on that type. He's, he's, um... I think he's a, a tricky player, yeah? And he likes to dribble. But I don't think his dribbling is that good. And in, 
I think he overplays it as well. Mm. Um, so once you get him in space, I think he's going to be a lot more threatening. And that's why he'll score a lot more goals in transition. Mm. If you don't get that, you're not going to get the best out of him at all. And obviously with Arteta, I don't envision his Absolutely. style of play Both being transitional. It's going to be, so be possession-based. Right. So I'm always going to see Pepe at Arsenal poorly because you're not mm. going to get the best out of him. Because you're, you're the way that you want to play, the way that Arteta wants to play, is not going to be conducive. Doesn't go well with him, yeah. Strength. Which is where the problem comes in, because obviously, like he was signed before Arteta came, so mm. Arteta doesn't really. Arteta's kind of got a dilemma, right? Um, but if you look, does he? Question, though, does he? Does he? Oh, after you. Was um, what's his face? Um, to be fair, Emery didn't Emery. want Pepe. Actually, I remember he um, he was quoted saying he wanted Zaha, and um. I can't remember the other person, but this summer they didn't. He didn't. Well, last summer he didn't want Pepe. He wanted Zaha to be signed, and obviously mm-hmm. I think they couldn't agree a deal with Zaha, so they had to go for Pepe. So mm-hmm. already, like, but it, it was the same press though. It was it was the same press that you no, spoke about. Apparently, um, Crystal Palace went more up front, and obviously you know Arsenal broke. Oh yeah, like, it's so, like, storm, so we storm. we got to do like Klarna, and we got to split the cost in it. We got. To, Mm. Paid the X, X amount and yeah, it's a bit techy for us, so <laughs> that's why we didn't end up with Zaha in it. So, um, but I think what it is now is that you know, when you know, you as a manager hasn't signed a player, you've kind of got this problem. Have I am I going to build around him because we invested so much on him or decide to go the other way and try to find a way to fit him in, which is what we've had the problem with since Arteta's come. Arteta's still trying to find the best way to fit Pepe in. I don't think he wants to build around Pepe, but he's still trying to find the best way to fit him in. I don't think he's doing enough for you lot to build around him. Thanks for that little piece there. No, no, I didn't. Support for this episode has been provided by Ratio Keto-Friendly Dairy Snacks. If counting macros makes your head spin, count instead on a snack by Ratio. They've done the math for you, so you can spend less time studying the label and more time enjoying your day. Creamy and delicious, try strawberry and vanilla for two grams of carbs and a unique combination of sugar and protein. Interested? Ratio Keto-Friendly Dairy Snacks are now available in the yogurt aisle at Walmart. Always consult your physician before starting an eating plan that involves regular consumption of high-fat foods. Uh, just wanted to get some feedback from you guys. Just your feelings on on the, the Prem's return. So, well, it's been a couple of weeks now. So we've seen most teams two or three times, if you include the cups. Um, we went quite a while without football. It was it was difficult. It was a tough time for all of us. Alright, we're tired, man. Some of us are still holding the scars. Um, what have we thought about the quality since we've come back? And that's kind of like an open question to to all of you lads. So, I, I'll go. Um, yeah, I sure. Like- this past game week, um, I feel like it's going to be a thing where people will still be lacking in rhythm for the next two or three games. Mm. But I'm hearing the season's going to start in what uh, argue date is August the 8th. So it's like literally it's just starting straight away almost like they've had their break yeah, now. It's going to start straight away. So it's going to be, yeah, it's basically going to be like a consistent run of games. And everyone's still going to be able to continue how they left off the season, which will be really, really good to see. Um, in terms of Liverpool ourselves, I feel like rhythm-wise, we've been really good. Mm. So we were really good against Palace. I feel like we'll be very, very good against City as well. Mm-hmm. Um, especially without Fernandinho, they're going to have to play the Port and Otamendi, which I'm loving. 
or whoever they decide to play. You know, Pep is a madman. He might play whoever. Um, but yeah, I feel like now that people are starting to consistently play, you can see people building up that confidence and building up that match fitness. And games are starting to get a bit more exciting, especially this mm. past week. I don't know. Yeah. I feel like the quality for me has been lacking. I feel like there's only a couple of teams that I've really felt that have come back looking really good. I feel like Southampton have come back looking very, very impressive. Sharp. I can't lie. Um, very sharp, very fit as well. Um, Liverpool have looked good. Um, Man City, of course. We haven't looked great, in my opinion. Uh, we've been okay. Um, I think United have looked quite impressive, to be perfectly honest, um, in terms of how they're playing. Um, since they've come back to the well. But other sides, I just, I generally feel like the quality has been very, very poor. Um, doesn't really impress me at all. Um, it's just, a, it's just a weird one. But at the same time, we kind of expected it. It's almost like, you know, what these are the preseason matches. Mm. These are the first three games, so these these are literally preseason matches. So you're gonna get you're gonna be getting preseason performances from a lot of people. And generally, like we said before, um, we even kicked off again. Um, the teams with a better quality and technical players will generally thrive. Um, but yeah, it, it's it's been a weird one for me. Um, the, the the bad teams, it highlights how bad they actually are when they mm. don't have the atmosphere mm. and yeah. running on yeah. Yeah. just general fitness and mm. um, adrenaline. I thought the, the lacking in quality is, is bad. Like, I was watching Aston Villa the other day and I was thinking, nah, you lot are just actually terrible. Villa, like, Villa actually Norwich. Bad. Villa Norwich, Sheffield. The promoted teams. Ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. Because it's that Ridiculous. training ground atmosphere, like you can literally not feel anything at all. It's just you playing on the pitch. And when you're in front of better players that are more cohesive than you, stronger than you, faster than you. It sucks out all your energy without yep. the power to back you. Yep. Agreed. Completely agreed. Agreed. Yeah. Yeah, I think that Marco is right. As, as the weeks I meet, as the weeks go on, we're going to see that in, that improvement in quality. And yeah, it's a much better world with football. I, w- I will say that. Um, I guess, lads, yeah, we can yeah, just yeah, <laughs> finish up with, with some listeners' questions here. Uh, I'll start with a question from John Brown. Please respect our listeners. Um, what do the hosts think of Chelsea's Pulisic and his potential as a Chelsea player? Objective host only. Now, this question isn't for Meads. Um, <laughs> let's, not in, let's not insult our listeners, Meads. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to have to pass him out. Uh, cool. Let me... Do you know what the funniest thing is? With the Pulisic thing is, yeah, I feel like a lot of, a lot of Chelsea fans are very, very protective of him. So they don't feel like Why do you they're not allowed is? to criticise him. You know, I find it weird. I don't know. Do you know what it is? It's because he's the shiny new toy. And he's the shiny new toy that's allowed to play. Whereas everyone else, really, that Kovacic before, he was on he was on loan and was with us. Pulisic is a completely new player, right? So this mm. is like what, what they did with Morata initially. is what they did with Kepa. It's what they're doing with Kepa as we speak. Kepa... Whenever it's his fault, they try and um, blame it, the defence. They try and blame other people. And Maratta as well. It's hell of excuses. I'll give him time, give him time. Ultimately, I'm not saying that Pulisic is in the, that bracket of like being a bad player or a poor player. My position on Pulisic has always been clear. Pulisic, for me, long term, 
would be a squad player, in my opinion. Because as you can see with our transfer activity, we're going for the likes of Timo Werner. We've also we've signed Timo Werner. We've signed Hakim Ziyech. And obviously we're looking at um, Kai Havertz. Those are three attackers. So it's quite clear that Frank is thinking, you know what, our attack isn't levels. This mm. is the same thing that I was saying about Tammy Abraham at the beginning. At the beginning of the season, I was saying, oh yeah, I don't think Tammy is a long-term solution at first. Mm. Everyone's like, oh, you need to give him a chance. Oh, he's not good enough. Oh, he's good enough. He's good enough. And then when he started scoring goals, I was like, oh, see, he's good enough. But I'm like, okay, yeah, he's scoring goals right now. But in the future, you need to start thinking about where you want to be in the future and what you want good enough for you to be challenging and being the big club that you are in the future? No. And that, that, that's it. In terms of Pulisic's impact, no one could deny that he's made a, a decent impact. A million percent. And he's, made, he, he's, he's done his thing. But am I going to say that he's had a fantastic season? I wouldn't say he has. I wouldn't say he has at all. I'd say that he's had great moments. That's it. That's not to say that he's a bad player. That's like, it's like me saying William. I wouldn't say William objectively is a bad player. But I feel like they're good squad players to have. And in certain moments, in certain instances in, in matches, you'll utilise them. Mm. That's, again, so it's not about you being a bad player. It's not about you being shit or not good enough for the club. I'm just like, I feel like there are other players out there that are better than you. So why wouldn't I want them? Mm. You get what I'm trying to How say. How much you pay for me against 65, isn't it? You know, 60 million that's a lot of money that's a lot of money for a player that I think will be a squad player that's why you get an element of what was that? so near Pepe fees yeah but then people ask the question has he been better than Pepe? Mm. I I think he's I think he's had I think think Pulisic has been I think Pulisic has been better because he's had better heights than Pepe he's better than Pepe I mean um Am I, well, yeah, I'd say he's better than Pepe. I'd say that he's had better highs than Pepe, better moments than Pepe as well, um, that showcase that he's got quality. Mm. And one thing you can't deny with Pulisic is he does have quality. He does have quality. The same way I feel like Pepe has some qualities. I not say that he's a great player, though, but I feel Pulisic has got qualities. And he showed his quality against Man City yeah. the other day um, with, mm. with that touch um, to get away from uh, Mendy and then the finish. He's got yeah. quality. And one thing I do like about Pulisic is um, his composure. He's got a lot of composure in front of goal. Um, and he's very cool. So we're talking about on Chesia in terms of like the comparatives between him and Mason Mount when it comes to their finishing and coolness mm. in front of goal. We feel that, like, I was saying that, I think that that stems from the, their personalities on the pitch and how they play. My biggest gripe with Pulisic is his lack of aggressive play. And he, he's not an aggravator. He, he, he's very somewhat passive and calm but that also stands him in good stead when he's in in front of goal because mm. he'll got in and in front of goal he's very relaxed he's very composed whereas someone like Mason Mount who's buzzing around every single second like dot 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 press 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 um, and not thinking about what's happening behind him when you see Mount through on goal you just think he's gonna blast it because he's not he's not he's not got that level of composure that say a Pulisic has so mm. Pulisic has got great quality we can't deny that but in terms of him being my, my, my belief that his long-term position I think my long, his long-term position in my opinion will be um, a squad player and that's not yeah. a bad thing I mean uh, most, good, uh, most good teams uh, need good squad players yeah you asking see, the rest of the Pulisic, panel yeah, yeah. you see Puli, uh, you know it's when he, uh, I, 
what Mead is saying is why is why is why I didn't want him in regards to him being soft. So mm-hmm. when he was when he went Chelsea and when United fans were like, oh, we should have got Puli. I was like, he's a good player, but he's just soft in it, and I'm just not on that. Do you know what I mean? Like, I feel like he's easily rattled. And at that time, like, I feel like Chelsea, in regards to manager and just the whole ethos and the direction of the team, seem in a better con- in a better like condition in regards in 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 like you know, in comparison to United. Mm. Do you know what I'm trying to say? So you look at you know looking to bring in young players looking at uh, some of the quality midfielders that they have and i just feel like he's going to be afforded a luxury in chelsea that he couldn't be afforded at man united do you know what i mean at that time do you know what i mean so obviously since then we've got bruno and whatever but i'm saying at that time i just didn't want him for that but i do think he's um uh, I, I do think he's a good player and i definitely feel like he's cons- he, he, he's got levels because he's still young isn't it he's, yeah, he's, he's really young. really young and i feel like he's got um he's definitely got an, uh, another level and uh, how he kind of sucked in Mendy and how he finished, that was like probably a taster of, of, of what's to come. Do you know what I'm trying to say? So, um, yeah, man. Uh, I, I feel like he's a good player. And I, I feel like I ain't going to lie, man. It might be, it might, it might be, it might be tight for Troll, you know? It might be tight for Troll in these streets. But it can't be, though, because you need to give it. They've given Troll a lot of money and invested a lot in him. So something's got to give it. And that's why I'm really shocked that Troll's been signing. Troll, where are you now? I was going to ask me this as well. It's like, obviously, you guys have invested a lot in Troll. So. You're you're signing all these other attacking talents. What's the what's the plan? What do you think the plan's gonna be thought, for him I then? For me, I don't. I wouldn't say that there's a plan for anyone. To be honest, I feel like mm. there's a position that are up for grabs, and that that includes the new signings as well. Whilst you think, yeah, if you're spending eighty million pounds on certain players, they should play. I don't think that necessarily really applies. But for me, I'm starting most of them. So I'm starting ZH, I'm starting Havertz, I'm starting... Uh, yeah, there will be casualties. And at the end of the day, there will be casualties, right? And you're going to either have to step up and up your levels or leave. And that's okay. Because my position has always been... Look, I'm more than happy for the club to be spending 80, 90 million pounds on certain players. We're not bums. I'm not down to spending 50 million pounds on drinking water. 50 million pounds on Bakayoko, 27 million pounds. We're buying top dollar players, yeah? Fine, do that. Mm. Replace your youth players with your top quality players and make your youth players squad players. That is perfectly Which fine. Which is what? I'm just not with, I'm not with the high spending on dead ballers. It's just not happening. Which dead is what exactly players. I've been saying about Arsenal too. I think like Arsenal going about it the wrong way. You know, like how we've given Pablo Mari five-year deals, how we've given, um, what's the other guy? Cedric. Mm. Like, there's no way. I mean, I, I'm not saying our, this Arsenal young talents are, are as good as Chelsea's because they don't tend to be. Chelsea tend to be a different level to Arsenal young mm-hmm. players. But at the end of the day, you should be looking at cost saving at Arsenal. Arsenal ain't got that type of money. So why in the hell are we giving five years deals to bums mm-hmm. when yeah. squad players should be your youth players? That's how it should. What Arsenal should be doing? Mm-hmm. That there's surely a centre back in the youth system that should be getting an instead of a sign of Pablo Mari. That's, mm. that's at least adequate enough to play maybe like, because Mari won't play, if he's not first selection, he's not going to play more than 10, 15 games a season. Mm. And given that opportunity for youth players, them 10, 15 games will make a big difference to their development. Mm-hmm. Same as right back. Why are we signing Cedric? Cedric is a waste of money. Because 
in, in three years, we're going to need to sell him and he's going to buy him off us. I've said this to quite a few Arsenal players and Arsenal fans who've agreed as well that we're not doing things the correct way. What no, Mises said is, is perfectly summed up. Like, you're better off spending this large amount of money on top, top players and that 50 million, rather than spend on, on, the, on some bums that drink water, use your youth players. There's no need for all this, like, overspending. Mm. So I think Liverpool are trying to do, and that's why I'm not fast. Like, yeah, that's what you guys are doing. To bring Nico in. I can see them trying to bring Harvey Elliott in. I can see them trying to progress youth players throughout, and that's why I'm not really but, as reactive as yeah, yeah, my only worry, though. Just, my only worry for you lot, though, is that like, if you want to dominate, if you lot, you know, you lot are planning some domination. Like, yeah. I see you're gonna let you do that. They're not gonna yeah. stand still this yeah. summer because, yeah. yeah. boy, and that's mm. the second time I've heard of Harvey Elliott. Bro, just because he put, <laughs> just because he put his hair in a bun, a bun and that, yeah, don't mean you saw... Come on, don't, don't mean you saw see man doing a little ponytail thing like man's got ethnic skills and that. Relax, bro. In this current climate, bro, we ain't got time for that, man. We need source really grown stuff right here, man. Bringing Come on, cuz, man. Bruce, what about Brewster, that, that you, that getting Ellis, his hair cut? That's you and Ellis, still. So. That's you and Ellis. All right, That's cool. I'm just making sure. I like Brewster, but I'm not putting... I'm making sure, still. I'm making sure. I think he's better than Reese James, by the way. Huh? <laughs> he's better than Reese James. <laughs> Nico Williams. Ooh, that's a that's a boy. Uh, I, said, I, 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 I think me. Wait, 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 wait. Me just write that down. Wait, one second, one second, one second. Wait, wait, wait. Is that Nico <laughs> Williams? That, that is he that have a mixed race you? No, no, that's Curtis Jones, isn't it? Nico Williams, the white you, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, okay. Because I remember watching one Liverpool game, yeah, and they put a mixture. They put a mixture of scoot, yeah, on, yeah. And Mum's laugh. I saw Klopp said, "Just play like Trent." Donny was trying to whip it in from the halfway line. It wasn't even making sense. I was like, bro, what are you doing? Just because you're mixed That's because you're mixed race. You don't mean you have to do this, bro. Donny was just trying to whip it, bro. I was like, what? I was like, what are you doing, bro? Does his thing, man. He does his thing. He's the star boy that everybody's pushing for, but I don't think he's going to be the one. I think it's going to be Harvey Elliott. So. Who's the star he, boy? He, is it Nico or Curtis Jones? Um, Jones. That's what everybody's pushing for. He Jones can't be the what? He boy. plays right back, right? No, no, Curtis no. no. Jones, Jones plays in CM. Yeah, like he's a CM slash 10. Okay. He scored a couple of goals, hasn't he? He scored, didn't he score against Everton? Everton. Against Everton. Yeah. And he's, and he's from Liverpool as well, isn't he? And he's from Liverpool, yeah. He's a Do you know what's player. mad with um, that Harvey Elliott? You know, when I look at him, yeah, Obviously, mm. he didn't make it. This player didn't make it. Crowley, innit, from, um, that came from Villa. Yeah, you, mm. you, you swore on him. You... Oh, fam, that was my <laughs> boy, fam. But I'm still <laughs> sad about him, though, yeah. Season but his... three at Vitesse, you were still... still oh, uh, fam, I, I was still... Watch, I was trying to keep... I, I had faith in it, but I look at RV Elliott, and I never... I don't see... You see what Crowley was doing at the same age, innit? Like, I just mm. don't see what RV Elliott you know what is? he's doing in comparison When I've him, watched bro. him, he's a really, really intelligent player, innit? The only thing I don't like about him at the moment is he's very diminutive. I think he's like five, six or five, five, isn't it? Yeah. And you can tell in the Premier League, if he started, he'll get bullied. He'll get swallowed, yeah. But the only thing that saves him is his technical ability. Like, he's got a wonderful... But that's my point, though. Like, I look at him and compare it to Crowley, bro. Like, I don't even Crowley see was the... tiny, though. How small was Crowley? Crowley was the same, around the same height. Maybe a bit taller, five or eight or something. Okay. Mm. But Crowley technically, yeah, like... You oh. man, you man just got guests off Crowley because of Wilshire, innit? You saw nah, a little nah, white nah, young nah, kid. Nah, nah, nah. Seb, Seb. 
that white kid. kids that that could that could dribble past a couple of players. <laughs> hey, like, cool, this is gonna be the one. No, no, no. I think I think uh, with him, he was a terrible mismanagement by Arsenal. You should, in hindsight, he should never have gone to Arsenal. He should have stayed at Villa, broke through, done his thing, and then, and then get a big move. Yeah, like and people then always say, you always move when you've got equity. Yeah. When people are signing you because you've got a name, because then they have to play you. When they're signing Arsenal, you for youth prospect, yeah. It, it comes down to your manager, you know, and that yeah. that may not be the manager's goal. Exactly. With Arsenal, Arsenal didn't really put a plan in place for him. You could you could mm-hmm. see that because when he came, obviously he had a preseason moment. He had his preseason chance, but he just you could just. I think it was a Wenger thing. Like he mismanaged quite a few young players. It comes to like Wilshere's long-term injury. That was partially. Yeah, yeah. It's it's just like managing these kids' well. I mean. I think Klopp will probably do that better than Wenger has with Elliot. Hopefully so. Hopefully, hopefully so. so. But I don't know, man. Like that's a lot of that's a lot of faith to put in that Elliot. I think he's all right. Just from he's watching good. him, just from watching him, like I haven't seen a sixteen-year-old that can do what he has done Will in a while. In a while. Okay, fair. All right, that's a big, that's a big praise there. That's uh, a Marco. big praise, though. Yeah, yeah we'll, be, we'll, we'll be watching. Don't you worry. Yeah, yeah. and watch, watch. Yeah, uh, got a quick question from Babs ninety uh, eight. Who's performed best since football has returned, both as clubs and individuals? So, what Ooh. club would you say has performed the best? I think Southampton, you know, okay. other than the Arsenal game. Yeah. Uh, Seb, Olu? Uh, I would say performed the best. I feel like everyone. I don't think like any team's actually been really. Really, really good. Like I feel like I feel like the bigger teams, i.e., well, I feel like like the teams that should be winning, like Liverpool and whatever, they've just been okay, passive. Um, Man United have been okay, passive. Chelsea City game probably might put them up there for me. I mean, that might have probably taken them. Touching our butt, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm saying that's what I expect. I'm not saying yeah. I'm not. I'm. Do you know what I mean it's not? You didn't. Yeah. You didn't do anything major. Do you know what I mean? I expect Liverpool to you go just and do, do what that. you normally do, yeah. Yeah, yeah do yeah, what yeah. you normally do in it. So I feel like the city, I feel like the Chelsea City game maybe uh, t- took it over the edge for me, and I'd say probably like Chelsea. Um, I, I really, really love that game from Chelsea, to be honest. So I f- I, I'm gonna go serve there. I think Chelsea have been out of like the top mm. six clubs, they've been the outstanding one because mm. like everyone, I think after like lockdown, everyone probably thought well, Chelsea probably might drop off and it might give United a chance. I think the most disappointing has been Leicester. And they're in a lot of trouble right now because of that fixture list. I, I, I'm not sure they'll make top four, which gives United a chance. Um, in, the bottom, in the bottom half, it's probably been Southampton. And Newcastle have been all right, to be fair. They looked right the two games I've seen them. Cool. And who do you think the standout oh. individuals have been? So, just to add to that, Wolves as well. Wolves have been really yeah, good. Wolves, Wolves, Wolves have, done Wolves have they been do, very, they? very strong. They know who they are. Yeah. They know who they are. They know who they are. They just ca- they've just carried on from what they were doing. Exactly. Basically, he hasn't missed a beat. What yeah. individuals do you think have stood out the most? Um, um, probably since... Boy. Yeah, like... <laughs> is it, is it? Oh, I know. Um, Danny Ings. Yeah, Ings. yeah, Ings, Ings, yeah. Danny Ings. Yeah, they quite a game against Arsenal, but he's there. Ings, Pogba's been um, good. Saka's been good. Saka, Saka, probably. Uh, Bernardo's been all right. Um, 
Marshall's not shot. Normal. Marshall. Marshall, he's been all right. He's not shot. No, he's not been all right. It's been good, bruv. Oh, Did you see bro. his face? Did you see his face there? That, that yeah, hurt him to have to say that. You, you didn't mean, you didn't sorry, mean it. Sorry, bro. Man. Like, we're known for keeping you, it real. Yeah, and and, and yeah? also, you've got, you got to think about it and that, yeah. You've got other strikers that people call world-class, i.e. Uber, Uber Eats. Mm. Not really there much. So, I, Joe, I'm I, trying to say, like, just circle over there. I, and, say and no more, say no more. I hear you, I hear you. That brother was warming up for the entire game. He tried to look and stare down. He's gone, you know. He's gone. Hey, he's rattled. He's gone. He's been playing left wing. He's been playing rubbish. And on top of that, yeah, he warmed up for the whole game and didn't come on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's done, man. He's done. To be honest, he was going regardless, man. Even if he came on for, like, 20 minutes, brother. I don't... They need to cash in on him personally. I've been saying it, man. Burn the whole oh, thing down, man. Start again, bro. Just burn it down, bro. But um, nah. Do you know what? Stand up players. There's not this. There's not really been. Ben. Yeah. There's not been a lot. It's still early, brother. Yeah. It's still early. Still warms in. We're still warms in, Babs. Uh, got a question from Vikash Patel, ninety-four. Long-time listener of the pod. The reason I know is his DP has never changed since he started listening to the pod. He's had the same DP. So good to hear that you're still listening, bro. Uh, if you haven't completed the survey that we sent out, please complete that. Um, what do you, the panel think of Soyoung Chu? I think he's a bit overrated as he makes mistake after mistake, yet they barely get highlighted. He's, that's a leading question there, Vikash. Just ask the question and the panel will answer. No, no, I, I, like that, I, like, I like that, Vikash. I like your style. I think you're learning <laughs> from me still. Because I know Vikash is always on me. So I, I like your style there, Vikash. Because I'm, 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 I'm happy to, uh, you know, roll through on that agenda. I feel like Sion Chu was getting a bit of hype because, you know, Leicester were high-flying, you know, they had all the energy and they were doing really, really well. So if he did make a mistake, it was easily overlooked because Leicester were winning. On top of that, Maguire had just left. So the comparison was there. Oh, look at Sionchu, so cheap. He's coming. He's not making no mistakes. He's with Evans. Look at Maguire. He's making mistakes. Man United are doing so bad. So when you take those two things that are happening uh, simultaneously, you're like, all right, cool. I can find a way to boost up Sionchu and over, you know, overrate him. For me, I think he's a good player, but he's not all that. Like, I, like people were talking about my man's world class and whatever, but no, oh, he's yeah, not. that's that's a reach. I wouldn't say I just, I mean, nah, he's not. He's not world class. I don't. Like, he's a world class. I think he's okay. I think he's a good player. Um, but again, people need to rest. They, they need to take time because, like anything, it's about consistency. Yeah, you can have a good six months. Yeah, yeah you need to see it over a couple yeah, of seasons. Your, can I do it over the season? Can I do it over? Uh, you know, a couple of uh, seasons. Obviously, there's some players where you think, all right, cool. You are just yeah, that that guy special. Yeah. Like BVD. Five exactly. Yeah, yeah. And like, you're just that. You're just that guy from the start, innit? Like mm-hmm. I.e. Van Dyke in it, but Zionchu, you're not that guy in it. So you know, what I mean, you gotta relax there still. To be fair, he believes in his wave, man. Man's got a new trim and that. You know, yeah. he's uh, doing it. What are your thoughts? What are your thoughts, Mids? I like Zionchu. To be honest, I think he's a good defender. Um, yeah, he can make mistakes, but no, no defender's perfect. And I don't think he's been making high-profile mistakes either. I just think no. that he's had a few failed defensive actions. That's fine. I think he's a sick defender. I think again. In terms of PNP, his reading of the game as well, he's sick. I, I, I find the criticism quite harsh, to be honest, but opinion, isn't it? it? Do you know what it is for me as well? I think they need to count for his age. This is what, his first full season in the Prem. Mm. He's only, what, 23? And oh, wow. the thing is, I don't see... Well, he's, he's going to be at a top club within 
three years. Yeah, two, three years, yeah. Two, three years. There's no way. No, next year he will fall off. Leicester, next year. No, no, no. Seb, Seb, Seb. I think you're being hard. I think he's actually. Next year, Leicester will fall off. Next year, he will fall off. And we will laugh at this moment. I remember Sionchu. It's going to be another remember that you. And we're going to no, see you. No, 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 no. I think that's harsh. Because, because, that's personal. Yeah, Seb, we'll that's personal because people... Seb, Seb, Seb's only saying we're gonna see. Maguire, Maguire, it. We're going to see. Maguire, we're going to see. Joe, my captain. My captain. Like don't, you, don't, don't you ever, do you know what I mean? Don't you man ever disrespect my like captain flagged. still. <laughs> nah, so aren't you be fine, man? I, I think it's like me just said, man. It, it, the mistakes not making, they're not high profile. It's not, it's not that peak, bruv. Like, Mm. At the end of the day, he's still young, so he, young def- defenders are always going to make mistakes when they're young. They're, they're, yeah, they're, still, they're still learning. Still, so he's got a lot of time. Because what he's done, a, he, that's a massive jump. He's come from, we've been saying for time, and a Bundesliga defender is a bit, a bit questionable still. And he's come from Bundesliga. He's adapted mm. for yeah. He's he's having his first full season, and he's doing his thing. Obviously, mm. Leicester, like, like Seb's, Leicester will probably fall off, but I'm sure his individual performances is, is, is still going to show. Like, it still make clubs want him. Yeah, cool. Sounds good. Uh, I've got a question from Elliot online. Is Milner overlooked as a player for his longevity, adaptability, and honours oh, in the Oh, allow it, mate. Oh, man. <laughs> 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 We're calling boring James Milner for a reason, man. Oh, yeah, he is very boring, yeah. but fundamentally, I'm, I'm even tired this, is my, this is for my basketball fans. This is for my basketball hey, fans. Hey, Milner's done his team, man. Don't get me wrong, bro. Allow it, man. Tim Duncan of football. That's what he is. He's no, a Tim please, no, he's not the Tim Duncan of football. He is, man. Please. You know why that's bad, man? Because if I didn't watch basketball, that would go viral, and that would be attached to the touchline fracker name. He is not <laughs> in any way Tim Duncan of football. No, nah, man, he is. Fundamental-wise, he's very, very solid. Yeah, which is great, he but he he's not Tim Duncan. He, he knows what he can do. And no, 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 no. You got, no, no. It's like JaVale McGee. It's like JaVale McGee. Nah, I can't have Don't you start. No, 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 listen. Don't you start. No, 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 no. Bro, listen. Milner gets his respect, isn't it? But that's about it, man. He, he gets vet, respect. That's it. Vet, you, don't, you don't, you don't, you don't stay in the game as long as he stayed in the game. He's got respect, man. that respect. But what yeah. more respect do you want for him? There's Mark nothing bro. more you can. Dash no, no, at no. Him, no. Bro. Do you know what it is? I don't think he should be heralded as one of the best midfielders in the Prem. Because no. he hasn't been. No, he hasn't. Of course, of course. I just want respect for him. That's it. But he's respectful. He's got respect, though. He has got his respect. I can't believe this discussion. I'm, I'm, I'm over it. Do you know what it is? <laughs> Milner, nah, nah, what you need to understand, what people don't realise is that from, from Villa days, Milner's always been respected, man. That's why he went mm. to City. That's why he's done what he's yeah, done. Yeah. That's, but mm. that, there's nothing more that you can do other than respect him. That's it. You can't yeah. call it. He ain't, he ain't world like, class. It's like, well, them, it's like people asking, no, oh, 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 we should give Gareth Barry respect. What the fuck? Yeah, like... What's happening here? Very good veterans. This is where it comes right. Ryan Giggs, bro. Ryan Giggs, bro. Ryan Giggs is one of them guys as well, bro. Everyone's no, he's not. Oh, oh, oh. oh. Hey, you know what? don't start, fam. Don't start, fam. Oh, I was slapping oh, off. Relax your, relax, <laughs> relax your face, bro. What's sweet to them, bro? Sam, don't watch that, fam. Relax, behave relax, yourself. Bro. Oh, all right. You if we chill, start, chill, if chill. we start, yeah, exactly. You start telling us to chill. Right, so don't, don't, don't get onto my legend, people. Yeah, first I start talking about certain men that have that have a statue. First I talk about about certain men that have a statue. I chilled, bro, 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 chill, chill, chill. Relax. That was a that was a sketch of fly. 
I was scared to flip first we go out certain man. Cool. Yeah. But the good. Yeah. And we've got our final question is from Jude Adawasi. Who's winning the FA Cup? So I'm gonna go around and ask all of you. So Olo, um, who do you think's winning the FA Cup? C. I'll go for City still. Um, Marco, as an objective, City. City uh, said. Uh, I'd go Chelsea. City uh, don't have no Aguero. Um, he's out. Oh, he's uh, out for the season. Yes, out for the season. Oh. Defense still looks a bit shaky, and I thought I liked the way how Chelsea took it to them. Uh, the last game, so I'd probably go Chelsea. And is Gabby? And, and, quick question: and, Is Gabby Jesus back? I don't, I yeah, don't, he's been. He's been. Yeah, looking, look, yeah. yeah and, and and I don't think Lampard is letting Oli beat him for the fucking fourth time. It just doesn't happen in the season. Don't think it's gonna happen. So yeah, I feel like Chelsea winning the FA Cup. Cool, sweet. Uh, Meads, who do you have winning the FA Cup? Um, Indian United or Chelsea? Okay, sweet. Um, with that being said, I want to thank you all once again for coming on the pod this week, Marco. Congratulations. Enjoy. Um, the rest Never of you. Forget. Yeah. Yeah. I won't let you lot forget. Fuck it. Yeah, sure. Um, rest of you, lads, thank you very much for your time. Uh, Stay safe. Take care. Yeah, man. Thank right, you. Peace. Does anybody want breakfast? Guys, let's go. I'm leaving for McDonald's in five seconds. Why do you start with that? The Breakfast Stampede Meal. It's only at McDonald's, where there's a meal for every morning. And nothing says morning like a classic sausage McMuffin with egg. Right now, get this all-time favorite for just two bucks on the one, two, three dollar menu. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Sports Social Podcast Network.